Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I am happy today, so I am happy to have my dear friend and uh, pastor. He's uh, he's the pastor emeritus at Morningside Baptist Church here in Greenville, South Carolina for many years, ministered to Debbie in my hearts, and still is today. And pastor, thanks for being with us again. Oh, I'm happy to be with you again. It's been a while, and I'm glad to be back. You've been the world traveler lately. I think you were out in Iowa, Canada. Am I missing somewhere in between? Did you? Well, I was in Canada in the summer, and then I was in Iowa this past month in Colorado. And that's your, your home out there. Oh, yes. The Rocky Mountains. And uh, was it enjoyable? Oh, it was a good time with our family and the missions conference up in Iowa just couldn't beat it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's nothing better than a missions conference when it comes to a church, a missions or a Bible, whatever you want to call it. Whenever I get the invite, I get excited about that. Churches usually put out their best work during a missions conference. Mm. There's so much prayer going on. There's people coming in from around the world. There's people that a church has prayed for for decades in some cases and raised up young people. I mean, mm. you just, you know, a couple things are going to happen. You know, you're going to be smiling or crying the entire week and you're going to be fed entirely too much food (laughs) we won't go there we've already had too much (laughs) yeah yeah i've been there i've been there so it's great to have pastor miller so we've been giving you guys this word of the day and that continues on so today's word is happy and i came up with a couple verses and i i said to pastor miller as soon as he walked in and i mentioned the word of the day a few minutes ago i i said to him i'm sure you've been a lot of people looking for happiness in all the wrong places and he just laughed and i've been there i've been one of those guys but the the bible certainly tells us what to do here it says delight thyself also in the lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And mm. again, looking for happiness in all the wrong places. And, and and I know I've said this to you folks before, but those of you who have just joined on, it looks like you guys continue to grow out there and thank God for you. Uh, we appreciate you guys being part of this uh, broadcast. We appreciate you coming out and listening. So Pastor Miller for many years was a dean at a Bible college. And uh, then he was a pastor over here for decades. And, and uh, he retired, but that's just a name. I don't think he's retired at all. And well, that my wife would agree with you. She keeps <laughs> telling me, you have just changed things you're doing. You haven't changed time. <laughs> and you changed your paycheck, I believe, brother. Oh, yes, that's right. You know, some people ask me what an emeritus is. I says, it's a grand title that has no money behind it. <laughs> and that's a big title you have to look up, but there's no money involved with it. And uh, so we find ourselves here anyway, Pastor, looking for happiness. And so many of us uh, deal with PTSD, hurts, things that we've been through. And, and, and we're looking for that temporary, quick happiness, world rocking, room rocking, life change. Mm. What are we doing wrong? Well, we're, we're, we're looking the wrong place. That's yeah. the bottom line of it. I was there when I was 19 years of age. I, yeah. through a period of time, had looked for people, for work, for activities to make me happy. And then one day I came to realize I'd been trying to make myself happy and I wasn't going to be able to make myself happy. In fact, 
A great evangelist said, you don't find happiness looking for it. You find it on the road to duty. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The, yeah. The, on the road to serving God and trying to please him. And that's exactly what happened to me at age 19. That's exactly what happened from that day on that I said, God, whatever pleases you is going to be my pleasure or happiness. Yeah. It changed. And that's oh. what you said. Delight thyself in the Lord. That's the very verse. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that. And, you know, I always tell people that part of our healing is helping well, I want you to know that uh, part of healing is finding that joy and that happiness. And that happens along the road. Just what Pastor just said, a duty. It's just on that road to serving God more and more. And before you know it, you look one day in the mirror and there's a smile peeking back at you. Yeah, and this word happy could be translated blessed in the Old oh, Testament. Yeah. Uh, blessed is he that is in the undefiled in the way is what Psalm 119 starts out. So holiness brings happiness, mm. not just only doing what God wants us to do, but living a holy life. And that's what this passage in Proverbs 28 and 29 keeps driving at. The unrighteous yeah. are unhappy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that even makes me smile a little bit more that when we realize that happy and blessed, and it seems like they'd go together. What a great fit. Mm. And uh, what a great fit to be blessed is to be happy. To be happy is to be blessed. And certainly we're blessed if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, because no matter the circumstances around us and no matter what our culture looks like and, and post-elections look like and the world looks like, no matter any of that, we have the Holy Spirit of God within our hearts. Mm. Uh, we have Jesus Christ who saved our soul. Uh, not only do we have the comforter, we have strength of God. In our weakness, God shows his strength. I don't know about you, but that's that's all happiness to me. Oh, yeah, and the assurance of heaven for the future. Oh, that's <laughs> happiness right there. Yeah, just the thought of that. And when your spouse gets saved, too, and you're, you, you know, and, I, and I, I warned you guys, you guys know about my ADHD and OCD and DUMB, and, I, and I'm going to change because I, I have the right guy to ask this question. Automatically here, I'd go right into the verse, but having Pastor Miller here, a lot of people come to me and they say, you know, Brother Doug, I've been through the terrible of terribles. I've had a spouse just up and leave me. I had a spouse that beat me. I've had someone desert me. My life's been upside down. I've lost somebody. I really loved my circumstance. And, and so we look at these circumstances, and some people have a tougher circumstance. So, again, I guess you would say, duty, 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 do the next thing, right? I mean, what's, no matter what our circumstances is, no matter how low we feel right now. Yeah, and th this is the thing that I oftentimes ask people. You want to know what you have as your treasure of your heart? Just say this, happiness equals what? Mm, yeah. Automatically, spontaneously, what would you say? Well, if you were to ask the Apostle Paul while he was here on earth, happiness equals it. He says, for to me to live <laughs> equals Christ. Yeah. Happiness equals Christ. To and, die is gain. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. You want to talk about happy? And he's in jail, brother. He's in prison. It's a prison epistle. And he's saying, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Yeah, he's just saying, you know, here we are, and uh, we're in a place. And you know what I love about the prison epistles is this. His, you know, brother, in, in, in the book you quote in Philippians there, and he knows, he knows the end is near. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he knows that everything's coming to the end, but in the midst of all that, he reminds all of us it's okay. And he even says, he, he makes this statement, and, and this is an important statement in my journey, I think in everybody's journey who's dealt with stuff. He makes this statement, but he says, for me to stay, it, it, it needs to be better for you. And for me, that means it should be better for the other people in my life. Yes. For the people that my life touch, uh, their life should be a little better because I'm around. Yeah, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so he says, if I'm going to stay around and be happy, it's going to be about you getting blessing from me. Yeah. I'm going to bless you. And Folks, there we go right there. That's one of those uh, things of life that God gives us is the ability to bless other people around us. Because God works through us. It's, it's, not, it's not us. It's never been about us. It's God's light that shines through us. It's, it's God's work in our life that uh, takes our sin and hides it as far as the east is from the west. It's, it's God's work. And I think if we cover up that work, if we put a bushel over our light, if we, uh, if we get stuck in Depressionville, if we lay on the couch for the rest yeah. of our lives, we're missing the point, right? Exactly. You know, the Holy Spirit lives in the believer. A person received Jesus Christ as Savior. The Holy Spirit comes and makes his dwelling place in our hearts. And the fruit of the Spirit is, first of all, love, self-sacrifice yeah. for the benefit of others. And what follows right after that? Joy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so the Holy Spirit is the one that creates the joy in our hearts when we become like God and give to others rather than be a taker, but become a giver. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was just studying the other day. I was found myself in 1 Corinthians, and as you go through that in, in, in the chapter of love and you, and, and you start looking at some of the things that pertain to the way we love our neighbors and our wives and our, you know, our spouses, no matter what gender you are, and, and we're learning that, that God's greatest attribute that he gave to me for other people is love. Mm. In my life, it's got to be about God. It's because if it's not about God, I'm going to be that miserable guy. You know, Debbie mm -hmm. came home the other day and she, she went to pick me up a, a, a coffee there at Starbucks and a lady spilt it all over the side of the car and then they only filled the cup half full and she came home and Debbie's like, well, we're going to go out and buy that. We're going to let them know that this coffee's only half, was only half full. And they did good. They, made, they Yeah, we remember that. Sorry about that. And you got coffee. Well, don't worry about the coffee all over the car. Just, we don't want to pay full price for something that's only half full. And then I went in the next day and they said, you know, so many people would have blown us up over getting their car all dirty and stuff. And uh, you just continuously show us that you're worried about us. Yeah. And that's what the lady said to me at the window. You know, you're giving us invitations to church, you bring us Christmas presents, but that's not me. That's what God operating through me. Because yeah. if it was me, I wouldn't say a thing to these people. Yeah. If it was just me. So I guess we can roll on from there. And, and uh, in just a second, we're going to go ahead and, and let the stations identify themselves. But happiness, folks, uh, it's a choice. I agree with that, but it's there. God's in your heart. The Holy Spirit of God is there. Just do your duty. Pastor, put it right. You do your duty. And on the road to doing your duty, man, everything great happens. And we'll be right back with you. Hang with us.
Hey, thanks for hanging with us. Here we are. We find ourselves continuing on in the 28th Proverbs, starting in verse number 14. Happy is a man that fear always, but he that hardeneth his heart should fall into mischief. And, uh, you know, I look at that and it come into my mind immediately as soon as I see that is this idea, if, if you're reverent, if you're on the job, you're happy. Yes. You know, if you're doing the, we were just talking about that. It's funny how I'm, I'm so glad we picked the word happy, but, but if we harden our hearts, boy, we're just going to always fall into trouble. Trouble is going to be our middle name. We're going to be in the wrong place. And, and folks, this is one of these things. I want to caution you about that. It's so easy to harden our hearts against so many different things. I, I, I remember, uh, a few weeks ago, I was listening to all this political, mumbo jumbo on TV. And I find myself doing that probably too much. And I was listening, they brought this one guy on and it, his name was Mike Pompeo. I guess he, mm -hmm. he was a secretary. Uh, I think mm -hmm. he was secretary of state in his last job. Really good guy. Number one, I looked him up, number one in his West Point class and all this. Well, one of the people, of course, took aim at him or firing at him. And I was watching him on YouTube on these different shows. And this one lady said to him, how can you, somebody who was first in your class at West Point, somebody who was a Rhodes Scholar, and they named all the, they gave all these accolades about him saying, you got all this worldly knowledge. And they said, how can someone like you uh, be against a woman's right to choose? And I'll never forget what he said. You know, he looked back at her and he, he thought for a minute, he looked back at her. He said, you know, there was a time in my life when I looked at what the world had to say about things. But he said, I became a new person mm. when I began a relationship with my Lord. Oh, amen. And uh, folks, you want to find happy. You want to find things. You want to get rid of that hardness in your life. It's that relationship with God. And it does, you know, it's, it's there. It's within your heart. But people can fight that. And, and Pastor Miller told me one day sitting in his office a couple years ago, the most miserable people he knows on God's green earth are those people who are saved and outside the will of God. Yes. And you true. still stand for that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, it, here it talks about reverencing always. That has to do with an awe and a reverence toward God. Yeah. And whenever I have an awe and reverence toward God, I'm not going to offend him. I'm not going to wrong him. I don't want to hurt him. I don't in any way want to cross him. And the result is you're going to be happy. But I just want to say about happiness, too. You don't have happiness looking for it, trying to get it. The more you try and get it, it's like the mirage out in the desert in the West. Mm -hmm. You see it way out there, and the, the faster you speed your vehicle up to get to it, it seems like the further it moves from you, and you never get it. It's the old devil pulling that Charlie Brown trick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't pursue it. You're not going to get it pursuing it. But as you pursue God and reverencing him, pleasing him, he's going to add, he's going to put into your heart his delights. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And you know what we're going to do, folks? We are going to continue this on now, but tomorrow's podcast, we're just going to go to the fruits of the spirit. We got Pastor Miller here. We're hopping in that bad boy and what we should be looking like over in Galatians. And we're, we're going to do that. So when you get on tomorrow morning, be ready for the fruits of the spirit and what we should look like. I'm, I'm just really curious and, and uh, would love the opportunity to hear pastor talk about that. What I want to do is hop on these next two verses, yeah. uh, this morning as a roaring lion, 
and uh, a raging bear. And boy, that's there's an example there. I, I just came from Gatlinburg, Pastor. We had a marriage conference with a, a handful of churches from North Carolina that come in over there to Gatlinburg, and God has honored us and allowed us to be part of a marriage conference there three or four out of the past five years. And and we always go looking for these bears, and they kind of scare me. I'm not one of these people who want to find myself in between all these bears. So when I see that idea of a raging bear, or a, and I saw a roaring lion in Africa, and I ran and hid like a little boy. Uh, so it said, uh, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. And I, I come to that, and it, and it goes and it talks to us. And boy, it's really talking to me here. It gives us these, these stark examples is what the Bible does. It says, you know, when I wrote down in my notes, you know, a, a wicked ruler over people or helpless people or people who have nothing, you know, uh, because when you got a ruler who's a dictator and, and what mm. they're talking about here mm-hmm. uh, is it, like that roaring lion or that charging bear. You know, it, that's that, boy, they can have their way. They're going to scare us. We're going to be scared to death. We're going to be uh, wanting to get away from that and hide ourselves. And, and then it says, a leader who lacks understanding is very, it, to me, right? If we, if we look at that verse there, it's talking about as, uh, in, in verse number six, the prince that wanteth understanding so that lacks understanding is what I did. You know, it could be any leader, a president, prime minister, governor, whatever, someone who's a leader uh, that lacks any types of understanding. Boy, they're oppressive to people. They really, they really hurt people. But the, but the ones, I love the bottom of this verse here, but he that hateth covetousness, uh, shall prolong his days, but he that hateth evil, he that won't, I don't know, won't, won't be evil, just will be looking for good, serving God, that Holy Spirit-filled service, that making a difference in the community, not because of you, but because of God, that person's going to be prolonged. That person's going to have a, uh, a very happy ruling. And uh, uh, I want to be that person, Pastor, with what God gives me, mm, yeah. anything over. Well, this is what we talk about when we do the description of a public servant. Mm, yeah. Is he going to serve the public or is he going to serve himself? And that's what these verses are all about. Is that person that is serving himself is going to be unhappy. He wants more. He keeps coveting more. He keeps fleecing the people, so to speak. Keeps trying to get more out of them and still not satisfied or happy. We yeah. talked about that. And the more a person covets, the more unhappy they become, and the more they hurt people and take advantage of those that they have authority over. And so what he's saying here, it's just like a bear that's on the prey or a lion that's roaring. A lion will roar in Africa when it's getting ready to spring on its prey. Oh, yeah. That roar takes that animal and puts them into a frozen fright. That roar scares an animal so much they're frozen stiff. And so what happens is then he's a sitting duck, as we say, or a still target, and the lion will take him. Well, that's what he's talking about here. He's talking about a public servant on the prey, not to serve others, but to serve himself. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what I like there, too? And, and a raging bear is the same way. A raging bear comes after you, knocks you on the ground, and then then it's in charge. Yeah. And uh, and and so I, I, I think the important thing to understand here as we continue to look at these things, happiness, happiness uh, is with that open heart, uh, leading people with love, yes. uh, opening God's word, 
having the fruits of the Spirit filtering through your life, those kinds of things are available to you right now as a born-again Christian. You have the Holy Spirit of God within your heart. You never want to be that person that's compared to a roaring lion or a raging bear. Uh, you don't want to be a wicked leader. You want to be that person, um, you know, that it says, but uh, there in 14, happy is the man that feareth uh, always. And he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. So you want to be the happy person that fears the Lord, serves the Lord, trusts the Lord. You want to be that one that's always reverent to God's word. And that's the word that came to my mind in my notes as I typed him up today, that word reverent as, exactly. I, looked at, as I looked at the translation of that. Mm -hmm. Just, hey, I'm going to serve God the way he wants me to serve God. And God needs to be in that first position. And I think, you know, Pastor, as we're wrapping this kind of thing up today, and we got a couple minutes, but I like a couple things. And, and I want to, I want you to take a minute here and share the journey. You were saying, you know, the journey of life, the journey of serving God. And, uh, and, and, and there's a couple really important things. Now, what would you say to people who say, well, you know, I can watch church on TV. I can, you know, catch it once in a while. I, I'm already a born again Christian. Um, what would you say to that person? That person saying, I don't need church. I don't want church. Maybe they got hurt someplace yeah. in a church. But the two things that I really bring out to people when they bring that up is, number one, the Bible commands us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together because you can't provoke one another to love and good works through a television screen. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So you need fellowship and you need someone there sharpening iron your own heart, your iron needs to be sharpened. The other thing is, if you're in a home and not a church setting, you can't exercise your spiritual gifts to the whole body of Christ or to the local church. Yank Romans 12 right out of your Bible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're getting rid of the need of the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And so you can't do that. And people say, well, I got a family church or a we're just a family worshiping at home, but you don't have all the spiritual gifts that are needed in one family. Yeah. And so you can't exercise spiritual gifts through a TV and you can't com be, be complete with spiritual gifts being exercised. Yeah. And there's usually some kind of isolationist uh, stuff involved with those home churches and stuff. Brother, I've counseled so many people who've been a product of this isolation thing. So usually, you know, dad or mom become the pastor. They had one or two sources they learned information from. They, they used the same one or two verses to uh, take a Bible and hit people over the head with, and it, and it usually equals just everything bad. You don't get the whole package is the whole thing. Yeah. You don't get all of the gifted teachers, pastors, evangelists, touching your life. Missionaries. You were and talking about that missions conference. Exactly. And you don't get to actually see all the gifts benefiting you and your family and you using your gifts to benefit others. You limit your ministry opportunities with yeah. your gifts. And there it is. And, and, and folks, I think it's so important that as we, as we wrap up today, we remember a couple things that, that happiness uh, is not a quick destination. It's, it's part of your journey, and you can have it all the time. Some of the greatest people, a pastor is a very happy man. Some of the great people that I love at church, uh, Miss Barbara, 
old missionary to Papua New Guinea. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and these people, I mean, just so happy. Just God has done a work in their life. You too can have that. You have the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to go ahead and hop in those fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to take advantage of having Pastor Miller and his brilliance here and theology skills. And uh, But make sure you come back. We sure do love you folks. And uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please listen to every word Brother Eric has for you today. If I can help you, it's Doug at WoundedSpirits.com on a Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. May God bless you. And hey, with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.